Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,567, the topic is training and the title is Programming Changes Based on Different Goals. So I was talking with one of our uh, business client, uh, like a one-on-one service business clients, and we were talking about just general concepts and how they can change training um, elements depending on the person they work with. So this uh, client is a gym owner. They're helping their trainers learn more about uh, individualization. So they want their trainers to be more effective and kind of just get better results, have better experiences with their clients. So that way it increases, you know, longevity of training services and depth of training services, maybe referrals, all that stuff. So we were just getting into a fun discussion. And I thought it would be fun to share as a, a podcast. So what we were talking about was... In a sense, we were talking about elements that would be in kind of any workout. And then what would be some modification examples that a trainer could do in order to shift the elements more towards one focus. So I wanted to share all that today and then just hopefully it brought forth some thoughts for you. Um, So what we were talking about was in pretty much any workout, there's a warm-up or a preparatory preparatory part of the the workout, meaning you're not going to walk in and squat 500 pounds the first thing you do, (laughs) you know, or walk in and bench 315 the first thing you do. You're going to at least warm that up. (laughs) So if you're in your 20s and and you just walk into the gym and start benching, um, you would still at least, you know, hopefully at least start with 135 uh, before you get to 315. But there's some element aspect of prepping yourself for the workout. Then you would have the main focus of the workout, and then you have the things you do that kind of help that main focus. So an example that I used with that client was a chest workout. We talked about there being a warm-up that you would focus on shoulders, core, and hips, and this is specific to the way uh, I, I like to have people warm up, is you always want to work on shoulder health. Everybody needs it. Um, at least preventative, you know, even if they have good shoulder health, you want to maintain it. Then we want to do some type of work on core bracing, core strength, and then something for establishing full range of motion and open range of motion of the hips. And whether you're doing upper body, lower body, any combination, some element of those in your warm up is extremely beneficial. I talk about that in podcast 1112. It's a training podcast titled The Best Warm Up Routine. You can listen to that one. Uh, it's on our, you can find all of our podcasts on our website, www.brewlearnedgym.com. Now, we were talking about that, and okay, we got that in. Then maybe I would move to a chest press, and then that's the main focus of a, a chest workout. Makes sense. <laughs> and then um, the other movements, the other things we would do is maybe you do a secondary type of press. You know, maybe you do an overhead press or an incline press or decline press or dips or flies. But Typically, it's some other type of like press-related movement. And then you do the opposite. You do back-related movements. And that might be a row, a pull-up, a pull-down, or all of the above. And then maybe we'd sh- throw in like shoulders and arms. So we were saying, okay, there's, there's the warm-up, the main, ele- the main movement, and then the other movements. So that's kind of an idea. Now, we said, what would it look like if I was doing that workout for muscle growth versus muscle shape versus muscle strength? And I was like, well, this is fun. <laughs> so we went through and we shared kind of our ideas. And uh, like if I'm looking at muscle growth, the kind of main thing you look at is you want a blend of good volume in the workout, but also some heavy stuff. 
You can't just do only heavy stuff and only be like nine, eight or nine working sets in the entire workout. You need to have somewhere between 10 to 20 working sets. And you want to have a mixture of sheer force damage versus like pump damage. Now, we have a, a older podcast. I think that would be very, very, very helpful for you to listen to. It's podcast 1219, which is a Q&A podcast titled, Can You Change the Shape of Muscles? The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, but in that podcast, we talked about the difference between sheer force damage versus pump damage, like metabolic damage. You can annoy the crap out of muscles in different ways. And which way you choose to annoy them will determine the adaptation response the body makes. If you do more metabolic damage, like pump style damage, you get more volumizing of the muscle cells and the, and the fullness of the muscle shape, but you don't get necessarily as big of muscles. Whereas if you do only sheer force damage, you get big, thick muscles, but they're not shaped very well. They're not separated from each other very well. Uh, so you want to have a blend if you're going for muscle growth, like think of like bodybuilding, men's physique, women's physique, you know, that kind of stuff. You want to have a blend of sheer force damage and pump damage, meaning you have to have a blend of volume and heavy. If you go so heavy all the time and do shear force damage, you just can't create enough volume. You die. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough resources to be able to work out enough. Uh, but if you only do pump stuff and you do a ton of volume, there might not be enough shear force work to actually create some overall growth. You might be getting good separation and shape, but you're not going to get necessarily good growth. So muscle growth, you want to blend of volume and heavy. And you want to have absolute focus on mind-muscle connection not on just moving the weight. So you want muscle intention versus movement intention. So your intention is to focus on the muscle within the movement, not just on the efficiency of the movement. Think about a power lifter who squats. They want to have the squat feel super smooth, efficient, and blended across all muscles. But if you're doing a bodybuilding style squat and you want quad growth, you better be freaking feeling your quads. <laughs> you know, you better be thinking of stretching and squeezing, stretching and squeezing through the quads. You want to think of a singular muscle because that's what you want to change. Whereas if somebody's movement intention based, they're going to be just thinking of the movement being efficient and smooth and blended. Right? So if we were going for muscle growth, I would still do the warm up, you know, shoulders, core, hips. And then maybe I would do um, a free weight chest press. I tend to prefer dumbbells. Uh, for like chest growth compared to a barbell, I feel like you can get a more natural pathway, especially since I have shorter upper arm bones. It's harder for me to get my chest to be dominant compared to my triceps. So I have to have more of like an arching motion to my presses than a barbell would allow. So I have to have my hands be wider at the bottom than they are at the top. So I have to be able to have my hands move horizontally inward and outward while I press in order to get a better chest contraction. So I prefer dumbbells, which allow that, compared to a barbell, which fixes the horizontal width of your hands the entire set. If you have long upper arm bones, it's not going to matter as much for you. You're going to get a better chest contraction, even if your hands are set in place. So I tend to do free weight work uh, whenever I'm looking for like maximal chest uh, growth. Now, also, what we're looking here is, okay, if, if I'm going to do my warm-up and then my main movement is this chest press, I want to pick that to be super heavy and do sheer force damage. And then the rest of the work, once I'm exhausted, I'll do more pump-style stuff. So I might use an intensity technique like rest-pause. Now, why would I use an intensity technique? Is because I need more damage. I need more muscle damage. It, it, if I just do, like, 
125 pounds for sets of six. Yeah, I got some good sheer force work there, but I didn't get a lot of volume. You know, if I do three sets of six, only 18 freaking reps, that might be maybe 30 total seconds of time or attention between all three sets. That's not, not good enough. You know, so you got to extend that time under tension. So a technique like rest pause maintains heavy weight, but it extends time under tension. So I might do rest pause for three working sets on that chest press. Then maybe I'll move to another style of press. Maybe it's a machine press, maybe Smith machine, regular machine. Maybe I could do a barbell if I wanted to. It's a little risky because you're already worn out from your stabilizers from the, the free weight first press. So maybe I'll do Smith machine incline press. And on this one, I want to go ahead and push more volume since the first one I did a little more heaviness. So I might do drop sets. You know, maybe I'll get a, a set of, you know, 12 and then I'll stand up, pull 10 pounds off each side, lay back down, and maybe that takes me 15 seconds. And then I crank out a set of like maybe another set of eight, you know, something like that, eight to 10, maybe even 12 again, who knows. But I would do a drop set, something more volume based, something that starts heavy, but then blends in lighter weight and more volume. Then maybe I'll go to back work. I maybe superset pull downs in rows. That's a good way to just really annihilate the back very quickly by doing supersets. The benefit of doing pull downs in rows is there are different angles. Uh, you know, the pull downs are going to work more lats um, and you're going to kind of get the, like definitely going to get some bicep involvement depending on the grip you take, but you're going to work more sweeping aspect of the lats, especially into the lower lats. Whereas for rows, you're going to increase more mid back involvement, like the trap work in with the lats. So maybe the lats are a little pre-exhausted from the pull down, but since you're adding in mid back in the rows, you're still going to be able to perform some decent amount of weight and decent reps for the rows, decent volume. So I would superset pull downs and rows. Maybe the pull downs, I'll do an isometric pause at the bottom to make sure I get a really good mind-muscle connection in my lats. And then with the rows, maybe I go to failure, good form failure, and then I throw in two slow decentrics at the end just to really overload and, and wear out uh, that mid-back. Then maybe I finish with a circuit of lateral raises, bicep curls, and, and overhead extensions. Super easy, something quick. You can get all that done in under an hour, no problem. And that would be an example of a warm-up, a main movement, and other movements. If it's a chest workout, like we said, it's a warm-up, a chest press, then you have some other press, back, and then maybe some arms. You know, that kind of thing. Now, if I'm looking for muscle shape, I'm not as concerned with shear force damage. I'm going to be looking more for pump damage and pushing into more volume to get more overall caloric burn. So this helps keep me a little bit leaner. That way I can see my muscles. <laughs> and... The greater volume, the greater pump focus, it gets more of that separation and fullness of each individual muscle. Now, I still need a little bit of heavy things in there, but I don't need as much. I'm okay to make a trade-off for volume if, it's, if it helps me get more pump damage. So I'm going to do my warm-up, shoulders, core, hips. And then maybe with the chest press, I actually pair lateral raises with it. That gives me a good way to get a little bit of extra shoulder work in. And it gives me something to add to the amount of work, what I'm doing with the chest press. So I don't need as long of rest doing nothing. So if I was doing the muscle growth part and I was doing chest press with rest pauses, I might have three, four or five minutes rest in between theirs. Now, if I'm doing muscle shape, I don't need that much rest, but I do want to give my chest that much rest so I can still lift heavy weights. So I do something that's non-competitive with the chest as a way to still use part of that rest period. So lateral raises, I could do lateral raises, 
and then the chest press, and then only need maybe a minute and a half, two minutes rest before I go into the ladder raises again. But then while I'm doing the ladder raises, my chest is still recovering. So I still have that three, four, five minutes of chest recovery, but part of that three, four, five minutes is taken by doing lateral raises. So I might do lateral raises and chest press. And then chest press, instead of doing rest pause, maybe I do a, a single drop set. So maybe I get 50s for 10, I drop the 40s for another set of 6 to 8. You know, and so I use a drop set, a single drop set, as my intensity technique rather than rest pause. It still lets me start with something heavy, but it, it, it's more volume focused than sheer force damage focused. Then maybe I superset overhead press and pull-ups or pull-downs. That's a great non-competitive superset. So while my overhead press is resting, I'm doing pull-downs. While my pull-down muscles are resting, I'm doing overhead presses. So they, they don't compete against each other, but it keeps me busy and it keeps my complete downtime where I'm not doing anything in my rest to be shorter and shorter. So I would do overhead press and pull-downs. And then maybe for that, I could do a fun like like set time circuit, which means I might find a weight for each movement that I can do for 15 reps. So I'm going to do overhead press for 15 reps, pull downs for 15 reps. Then I'm going to take 90 seconds rest. I'm going to go right into the exact same weight for overhead press. And maybe this time, instead of 15 reps, maybe I only get 12. And then I go into the exact same weight for pull downs. And this time, maybe I only get, again, maybe, maybe I only get 12 instead of 15. But I use the exact same weight. I then take another 90 seconds on the dot rest, use the exact same weights again. Maybe I get 10 reps of the overhead press, maybe only 8 reps of the pull downs. So that's a fun way to where you do a set rest period and you keep the same weight for each round and your reps just die as you go through. That's totally fine. That's muscle stress. And then maybe the next week, instead of 90 seconds, I give myself 105 seconds. And then all of a sudden my volume creeps up a little bit. Maybe the next week I go to 120 seconds and my volume creeps up a little bit. You know, or I can keep 90 seconds and next week add five pounds to each movement. The following week, add five pounds of each movement. You can kind of play it either way, whether I want to push volume or whether I want to push weight. But that's a fun way to set that up. And then maybe at the end, I've already covered my shoulders, I've already covered my chest, I've already covered my back, so I have that built in. Maybe since I only did pull-downs, maybe I'll do some rows, but I'll do a fun variation of rows. Maybe I'm going to do uh, burpee rows. So I do, uh, like, I, I, draw, I have dumbbells in my hands, okay? And I'm going to have the dumbbells on the ground. I'm going to do a push-up. When I get to the top of the push-up, I want to almost like jump with my feet in between my hands and then do a dual bent over row, then back into a push-up, dual bent over row, back into a push-up, dual bent over row. So you can jump with your hands overhead in between if you want to be a full burpee, or you can do a non-overhead jump. So you're basically just alternating push-ups and rows, push-ups and rows. That's awful. It's fantastic. I like it. Um, it's annoying because I have short arms, so it makes it much harder for me. Uh, but that that will kill your lungs, burns a lot of muscles, activates your core, still gets that good row element in for the back. But that's kind of a fun way to add uh, some athleticism and overall cardio and, and more core work into a muscle-shaping style workout. So in this one, you can see I took kind of similar elements, but I paired the raises with the chest press. I put an overhead press with the pull down, and then I did a fun, weird athletic variation of a row. That still kind of gets everything in there.
Now, if you noticed, I didn't add, you know, bicep curls or overhead extensions or like tricep work. That's okay. If you're doing muscle shape, you might, you don't need as much isolative work because my, my biceps were already involved in the pull downs and the rows and my triceps were already involved in the chest press and the overhead press. So I already got arm work. I didn't need to necessarily add in more isolative work if I'm mostly focused on muscle shape as compared to muscle growth. So that's a fun little nuance. Now let's go to the other end. Let's say I wanted muscle strength. Then you got to place a greater focus on sheer force damage. There's going to be way less overall volume. And you're going to be focusing on kind of movement quality, that efficiency of movement, not so much the mind-muscle connection. So I'm still going to do the warm-up, still going to be shoulders, core, and hips. Then I might do a barbell press. And I'm going to do straight sets, maybe three sets of two to two to four reps, somewhere in there. Each week I try to add a rep or add weight. Uh, so I do three sets of two to four reps, then maybe two sets of five to eight reps. So a little blend of heaviness, a little blend of more volume, like more growth style work. Then maybe I go to a variation of the bench press that kind of helps address a weakness. So maybe I have a really high arch bench press. So I want to get rid of my arch to work more overall muscular involvement. So I might do a Larson press. So where my legs are extended and I don't have a great arch, I might do three sets of six to 10 reps. So each of those straight sets, long rest in between, maybe four or five, six, seven, eight minutes, because you're maximizing weight load. You're going for sheer force damage. Then maybe I go to pull downs and I'm just going to do kind of like a, a shouldery width overhand, something like a, maybe a width I would use uh, for bench press and I would do lat pull downs and I'm going to do straight sets. Now maybe I do the first three to six reps with an isometric hold at the bottom and then I go into three to six more reps with no isometric hold uh, and that's kind of a fun way to kind of blend in some control with muscle damage but a good still sheer force damage. Then, after a couple sets of that, maybe I do uh, rows. Maybe I do a little bit of drop set on the last rep. I mean, the last set. So I do two straight sets of maybe 8 to 12 reps. And then on the third set, I do a drop set. That's a good way to add a little bit of volume, a little bit of muscle damage. Then, maybe to finish off, I do, um, you know, Sir Charles lateral raises, which is, are amazing for an overload version of a lateral raise. Sir Charles raises, there by uh, Josh Bryant. It's a video on YouTube you can check out under Jailhouse Strong. If you just type Josh Bryant, Sir Charles raises, you'll see that. And then I pair that with hammer curls, you know. And that would be a good, really good chest-focused workout for muscle strength. So more straight sets, not so fancy, not a lot of pairings. Uh, you're just going to kind of focus on sheer force damage. A little bit of nuance is built in there. You know, you got your heavy technique of bench work in, then you got a fun variation of Larson press. The pull downs, like we said, we did some isometrics into regular reps. The rows, you did a drop set. And then the super set of the Sir Charles raises and hammer curls is going to get you one hell of a good pump. So that's a fun workout, but it's calmer looking <laughs> than like that crazy muscle shape one where you're doing the burpee rows. But this is an example where you have the elements, a warm-up, a main movement, and other movements. If we were looking at a chest workout, you have the warm-up for shoulders, core, and hips. You have some type of chest press. Then your other movements are a, some other press, and then some back work, pull-ups and rows, and then maybe you added some shoulders and arms. So you can see how we can have those same elements but if I'm doing muscle growth versus muscle shape versus muscle strength, there is some variance in how I might want to set that up. Muscle growth, you want a blend of volume and heavy shear force damage. You know, you want heaviness and high reps. You want a little bit of both. 
and you want to focus on stuff that's super heavy and damages the muscles versus stuff that pumps them up and they burn so damn bad you have to stop. So you want a little bit of everything. When you go towards muscle shape, you, you edge harder into volume rather than heaviness, and you go harder into pump style focus damage rather than shear force damage. Muscle strength, the complete opposite. You go more into like heavy weight than volume, and you go more into sheer force damage than pump damage. So that was pretty fun. We had a lot of good times uh, kind of talking through that, and I think it's super beneficial to know because all goals, you can keep the same elements in the general template that you would have to the workout. But knowing how to make some structural shifts in exercise selection, intensity technique selection, or exercise order, stuff like that. Uh, it can help you have more specificity of adaptation, meaning the adaptation that the workout demands is more specific to what you want. And then therefore you're gonna get more effectiveness of your results, effectiveness of your efforts. So what you do leads better towards what you want. So that's super fun. I love that stuff, and I thought it might be fun to kind of hear through uh, that kind of stuff. If you like this type of podcast where I talk about these type of changes of focus and what we would change, let me know. Then I'll do like maybe a lower body workout or an upper body, like a back workout or something. I'll do some other focus. So if you like it, let me know that you liked it, and maybe also give me a suggestion of what focus you want. <laughs> Our email is brewlarengym at gmail.com. So, uh, if you love this kind of stuff, remember we also have all of our services. We have our one-on-one -on -one coaching where I write your nutrition and training. And your training would be modified all towards all these kind of weird, fun techniques, whatever your goals are. And then we also do nutrition only. So, if you have your training that you love, I can help you with nutrition. We also have our live monthly programming service, which will be starting on January 30th. That's when the first program will be available. What that is, is you, get, uh, you can sign up for one of five program focuses. We have power building, which is strength and muscle building. We have female shape development. We have pure bodybuilding. Then we have functional athleticism, which is kind of a blend of strength and really good body weight control and being athletic. And then we have functional longevity, which is strength, but then how to sustain strength uh, without a lot of joint and stress and whatnot as you get older. You can pick any of those five. You get a brand new program every single month. It's going to start on January 30th. And then actually on the website, we have the month, like the dates written that each month will come out. With that, you also get access to a live virtual Q&A every week. You can ask me questions live and I'll answer them. You also get access to a Google Live document where you can write in your questions and I'll write the answers in. So if you can't make the virtual one, you still have a way to answer, like ask question and answers. And then we'll also have weekly training videos that are exclusive to uh, live programming uh, participants, subscribers. So check all that out on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Pretty awesome. You get great programming, brand new, every four weeks. And you get a bunch of Q&A. You get all your personal questions answered. Really cool service. I'm really excited about that. Okay, if you want to sign up or ask more questions, check out the website for that. Awesome. Okay, well... Uh, as always, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know my email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, share the podcast. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. If you want to support the podcast financially, there is a high hosting cost every year. I give an hour to it every day. If you want to support us, you can give donations on the website, www.brutalironjim.com. There's options for a one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. If you sign up for even just $5 a month, which a lot of people have done, uh, that's super helpful. It really actually is. It's a very small amount per person, but it really helps cover the cost. They're well over $1,000. So I really appreciate the support towards uh, helping cover this. Uh, thank you very much. 
And then if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day, YouTube a lot more than I used to. <laughs> so find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.